0: American Thanksgiving is over and that means it is time for December football and the NFL season is only heating up from here. Welcome back to Baller Island. Jay Sahota, Balalahi. A lot to get to on this episode. All things week 12. Headlines, scores, much more. And we will also take a deep dive into the playoff standings heading into The month of December, AFC and NFC standings are pretty hectic. We'll take a deep dive into that. And we'll also make our predictions for Week 13's matchups, including the highly anticipated rematch between the 49ers and the Eagles of last year's NFC Championship game. You know I'm ready to talk about that. We'll get to that and much more. Keep it locked. A lot of football talk coming your way. And don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more sports news and analysis. Welcome back, friends, to the island. American Thanksgiving in the books. A lot of headlines to get to. We had two blowouts, but we also had a big upset early in the day. Packers over the Lions. We'll get to that. And then a lot to get through from Sunday's games, including the Jaguars beating the Texans. What a game that was. Came down to the final play. Matt Amendola goes out there to tie the game at the end, and it hits the uprights. Game over. Jacksonville takes a two game lead in the AFC South. And then a crazy, crazy game between Buffalo and Philly later in the day. We'll get to all of that and much more. Josh Allen falls to 0-6 in his career in overtime games. B, we're going to talk about all the games. We're not going to talk about the Patriots. We don't need to do that. We'll wait till the offseason to do that. But other than the Patriots and Mac Jones, how else are we doing? We're doing good.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, that's... I've gotten over the hump, I think, on the emotional train with that, you know. Um, but, dude, that, thank goodness that, that Eagles game lived up to the hype. Because with those two teams, you just never know how it's going to shake up. And early on, it looked like it was going to be like one of those kind of games. But, dude, thank God that lived up to the hype.
0: Oh, it was a great game. <clears throat> Excellent game. I was not very happy with the outcome. But other than that, it was, it was a heck of a game. Um, Buffalo, man, just, oh, I, I needed the, like, either them or KC. I would have thought one of these two teams would have pulled through and neither of them could pull through against these damn Eagles. So I guess the Niners are just going to have to do it themselves this weekend because somebody got to beat these dudes. So we'll see what happens. I have a lot to say about that one. So we'll we'll wait a little bit to get to that one. Um, But yeah, that was a crazy game. Let's start with that one. Philly-Buffalo. We knew coming in, this was a huge game for the Buffalo Bills coming in, sitting at 6-5. and five. They're in must-win territory. Nance and Romo on the call were like, "Oh, every game after this is a must-win." No, no, no. It was already must-win territory for Buffalo, and now they fall to six and six, where it's you got to try and win them all at this point to try and get in the postseason. But I mean, I'm looking at the rest of the rest of the AFC right now. Houston certainly a team to beat. Houston is is still a really good team. Um Then you got Indy. I don't even know how the hell Indy's even in the thick of things. They're just this random team that's in there. No offense to Minshew and and, and friends and and my guy Defoe. But Indy Indy being at 6-5, and sitting in a playoff spot is so random. But hey, they're there. Shout out to Shane Steichen. Then you got Denver, who's on a freaking roll right now. And I'll tell you what's hurting Buffalo. That stupid Monday night loss at home to Denver. If I'm a Buffalo fan, I am praying that that loss is not the reason that keeps them on the outside looking in come January? Yeah, for me, Buffalo,
1: it's just like they've had so many random losses like that um, Broncos one, just shooting themselves in the foot, it feels like all year. And um, to be at 6-6, six, tenth in the AFC, like nobody would have thought that coming in. Um, And they put up a really good game against Philly, which we'll get into. But, like, to me, it's just like you waited 12 weeks to do it, to have a great game. You still lost that game. It's like you're going to pay the price for for not showing up for 12 weeks and losing games you shouldn't have lost. Uh, And now that your offense is clicking, it's like, cool, but it's the Buffalo Bills. We don't know if we we can see that again. Are we going to see that for the rest of the year and bank on them getting hot? Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't put that bet down going because it's it's the Bills. We don't know what we're getting week to week.
0: And the thing is, too, is If Buffalo had a favorable schedule, I think it's a different story. I think we're like, okay, I think the Bills can live. I think they'll make the playoffs. That's okay. But they don't. They have arguably the hardest schedule to end the year. I mean, they're on a bye week this week. But then after that, you got to go to Arrowhead and play KC, who has been a thorn in their side for the last few years. Then they got the Cowboys coming in. That's going to be a tough game for sure. Chargers Patriots Dolphins to end the year like I know I know the Chargers and Patriots obviously are struggling mightily right now but the Patriots also beat them and the Chargers are streaky so like I wouldn't say those are like easy games necessarily for Buffalo and then you end the year with Miami which I mean that could be a big game there Miami could be playing for the one seed in that game as well so it's just it's really just tough sledding they've won one of their last three they're one and four on the road for the year and and again, this team just for some reason is like cursed in overtime games. Like, I don't know what the hell it is, but Josh Allen can't win an overtime game for the life of him. And it sucks because it's funny when they go, when they won the toss and they got the ball first, I was like, wait a minute, Josh Allen actually got the ball first in an overtime game. I was like, okay, this is good. And then they go down the field and he misses Gabe Davis and there's some sort of miscommunication there. It's like, oh my God, like is Buffalo really going to do this again? I got to say Philly I the hate to talk good... so bad too though. Oh, it was bad. Yeah, it it was really bad cuz he he had him. He he had him and his I don't know if that was Allen with the misthrow or Davis ran ran the wrong route. I don't know. One of them did something wrong and they messed up, but just a brutal blow. And then for Philly, like it's almost automatic with this team. Like it almost feels like every time they got the ball, they're going to score. And that's scary, man. Like it's Jalen Hurts is just he's playing out of his mind right now. And I know last week you were saying, like his statistically, he hasn't been great, which is true. Like he hasn't been amazing all year long. And people say, Oh, he's going to be the MVP of the year. Like I would, I would chill with that. I know just cause they're 10 and one. They got the best record in football and Jalen Hurts is the quarterback of that team. So sure. He's going to We tell, We got in all that last week, but I will say Jalen Hurts was phenomenal on Sunday. He was incredible when they, when Philly needed him to make plays, he made plays and considering it was pouring rain for like 90% of this game for him to, and he made mistakes early too for him to get back up every time and be like we're just going to keep driving we're just going to keep driving down the field and we're going to score every time and bailing out this defense it was really impressive man i thought Jalen was great and he ended off with a with a rushing touchdown to seal the deal too so it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what uh what he does against the the niners d front on sunday though
1: Dude, he was – this was the first game all season for me where it was like – like for both teams, honestly, where they kind of showed me some stuff I thought I was going to be seeing a lot more of this year for both teams, um, especially the Eagles. I thought I, thought I was going to see a lot more of this all year. But to that MVP point, like we went in this to this year knowing they have a really hard schedule, and that's why we all kind of picked them to kind of drop off a tad um but now it's like you beat the cowboys the chiefs and the bills in three straight weeks three of the best you know three of the better teams especially on paper and they um, beat the in dolphins three straight too weeks, right Yep. and that was two and that was two weeks before that cowboys on. so it's like we went into this looking at cowboys chiefs bills niners cowboys seahawks like what a stretch hey dude if he like honestly if he loses to the Niners and then beats the Cowboys and he goes like whatever four and one in that stretch, that is still like, you know, now we're, I'm cool to have that MVP conversation regardless. Um, but if he's some, you know, if he beats your Niners and whatever happens from there, it's like, dude, he he took every test you could have gave him in this regular season and and passed it. So um, yeah, like he wasn't. I mean, this game he was, but it hasn't been like that all year for him. It's huge. This is this is huge. He's making he's just finding ways to win.
0: Yeah, it's 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 really impressive. And like you said, for them to beat Miami, Dallas, KC, Buffalo. It's really impressive. And again, three of those games were at home. The Niners game is gonna be at home as well. Um, before they got Dallas and Seattle, and then their last three games are a joke at this point. So it's gonna be it is gonna be really interesting to see how the Eagles do in these next two weeks. But yeah, they have passed every test. I mean, I hate to say it, but they have. They've done it, man. They've won all these games. I don't know how they've done it, but they've done it. So you gotta, you gotta give them respect where it's supposed to be given there. And I think Philly's earned that right now at ten and one. But, um, but for Buffalo, things are gonna just gonna keep getting harder and harder down the stretch. They gotta, they gotta win some of these games if they want to have a shot. Like they're not out of it yet. They're not out of it for the seventh seed. But here's the thing: Do you really want to do all of this to get into the playoffs? Likely play Kansas City in the first round. Like Imagine Bills Chiefs Wild Card Weekend. I don't think any of us would have thought like that game would have came on Wild Card Weekend. There was a very real possibility that that, that could end up being the matchup.
1: Yeah, uh, it'd be like I mean, if you're Bills fan, it'd be like, oh well, we probably have to go through them eventually, and that's what they would be telling themselves. But yeah, definitely don't want to have to go to Arrowhead. In that first week, that right?
0: is just like a, it's a death sentence for them at that point. Literally, it's like well, it was a good run, guys. Like I, <laughs> like I don't know what to say. Like even if they beat them next week, week fourteen, it's like great. But then when you play them in the playoffs, it's a different beast. Like Mahomes has yet to lose a playoff game that's not a Super Bowl. So I don't know. We'll, we'll get into the AFC in a little bit, but that was that was definitely something. That was some game. Some entertaining game, especially considering the conditions. I'm impressed that both teams, both offenses really played the way that they did. Um, it was a heck of a it was a heck of a game. The Eagles win that one in overtime 37 34. Thanksgiving. Packers over the Lions. This one I don't think a lot of us saw coming here. And the Packers, hey, they're not dead yet. They're not dead yet. And it's crazy because I had Green Bay was my seventh seed at the beginning of the year. They're right back in it. Denver was my sixth seed at the beginning of the year. They're right back in it. So, hey, my playoff predictions are uh, – they're, they're not looking too bad right now. Yeah, no. I, I actually kind of like what the Packers have put together
1: these last couple of weeks. Um, I think – I don't really know how, the, how they're pulling out these wins. I think it's just like a kind of a <coughs> – they've gotten like just – the right kind of weeks on both of these teams as well. I don't know what's going on, um, but they won the games. This tells me more about the Lions, to be honest, because the Lions didn't play at all well the week before this against Chicago. That game they should have lost. This game also played awful in this game. And I feel like, remember last week when we were talking about, oh, is this Jared Goff going to come back? And it's like, you know this kind of yeah. these are the games you got to win so uh, if i'm detroit i'm kind of like oh my god don't tell me this is a a trend here
0: yep at the worst possible timing too because i know we talked about philly schedule we talked about buffalo schedule but the lions schedule is uh it's uh it's kind of it's it's not easy either they got the saints at the superdome this weekend then they got to go on the road to chicago which the bears are proving they're I mean, they're not good, but they're definitely not an easy out at this point. They got Denver, who's red hot. They got the Vikings twice. And then they got to go to Jerry World and play the Cowboys on Week 17. So the Lions, this like they got a tough stretch coming up in December. And like you just mentioned, they're not playing the best of football right now. Goff's turning it over. They're not running the ball as well as they're accustomed to, but they're still kind of running the ball decently. Amara's still doing his thing. The defense is kind of struggling. As for Green Bay, I agree. I don't really know how, how they're doing it with the cast of characters that they have. But Jordan Love is like, just the thing with him has been consistency. He has not been consistent week to week. One week you get Jordan Love who goes like, throws for like 115 yards, a touchdown, two picks, and, you're, and they lose a game like 20 to 16. And you're like, uh, like that was kind of ugly. Then you get a game like Thursday where he throws 268 for three touchdowns and no picks. And you're like, wow. And he makes some throws where like, jeez, like Jordan Love, like this, this kid ain't bad. He's very streaky. And when Jordan Love plays like how he did Thursday, the Packers are pretty good. And the defense plays really good too. That is when the Packers actually look like a decent team. And... Them trying to get the 7th seed is not out of the cards right now because the Vikings, (laughs) they turned into a pumpkin Mm -hmm. last night, and the Packers are right there. The Rams are right there too, and the Packers have the head-to-head over the Rams. So that's not it over. The only thing here is for the Packers, they got to play Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs on Sunday night this week. But then after that, Giants, Buccaneers, Panthers, Vikings, Bears. The Packers could do it. They could do it. They could get in at nine and eight.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to come down to uh, those two those two matchups with um, that matchup with Minnesota um, towards the end of the year. Yep. Uh, I, I just hope. I hope, man. That, I mean, Minnesota's kind of dropped the ball in the last two weeks, two games that I think they should have won. Um, but it's like, I hope that's not it. The the Josh Dobbs experience is over because that was a cool story.
0: Oh man, Josh Dobbs has been oh yeah, we we mean we've been talking about it the last three weeks has been an incredible story. But last night last night was an atrocity. <laughs> like last night you lose a game 12 to 10 at home. Like why couldn't again, why couldn't why why couldn't I get this version of the Vikings on Monday night when they played the Niners? Like why did I have to get Kirk though the night Kirk Cousins has to play like friggin' like Aaron Rodgers? Like why? Four to four turnovers against that Bears defense. Four interceptions against that Bears defense. Like that. Like I don't even know how you manage to do that. Like the Bears defense is not good. They're not good, and yet Dobbs still managed to turn the ball over four times and lose the game twelve to ten. Um, the good news for the Vikings is it's not like their season's over. They're six and six. They still hold the 7th seed in the NFC. But Kevin O'Connell has got some decisions to make here. And do you stick with Dobbs? Do you move on? Like. I don't really know what they do here, and I think I think Dobbs has done enough to keep his job. Yeah, I do think he's done enough to keep his job right now. And it's tough. They lost a game to Denver by one point. They lose a game to the Bears by two points. That's brutal. Like absolutely brutal. They got the Raiders, Bengals, Lions, Packers, Lions. I think it's going to come down to those those two games against the Lions. Man, are going to be huge, huge down yeah, the stretch.
1: You got to win one of those.
0: Because I'll tell you what, here, Minnesota is in it for the seventh seed. And I'm not saying, like, the Lions, are. it is still the NFC North to lose. However, if the Lions slip up again on Sunday at New Orleans, they would hold a two-game lead on the Vikings, and the Lions still have to play the Vikings twice. So if I'm the Vikings, I am rooting heavily for the Saints right now because all of a sudden I'm like, wait a second. (laughs) We're trying to fight for the 7th and All of a sudden, we are not out of it for the division. So that Lions-Saints game is another huge one on Sunday in the NFC. Um, but I do think the Vikings should stick with Dobbs. And I know last night was awful. But I would still stick with them. I think he's done enough to earn that at this point. But the and Vikings... His, dude, his,
1: his, his teammates... Love, like, he's got his teammates playing for him.
0: Oh, yeah. 100%. I'll tell you one thing. They need your boy Justin Jefferson back. They need... If they really oh want to make a God. run at this thing... Like and that it, dude it, gotta it, get on the field. I think
1: I think he just got activated off IR today. Um but he's they've been hinting at him coming back for weeks, which is like the most like ugh like the most agonizing thing when it's just like week to week. Only oh, practiced a little bit, but he's not coming back. But um hopefully they get him back because that was just gonna be such a game changer.
0: Yeah, for your fantasy team too, right? Oh my god. <laughs> Um, but that's a hundred percent, man. You, you get Justin Jefferson, the best receiver in football back in the lineup here. And here's the thing, the Vikings are on a bye week this week. So I don't see why he cannot return after the bye week there for the home stretch here. So we'll see what happens with the Vikings. But yeah, that was a, a brutal loss of the bears last night, 12 to 10 on Monday night football. Um, Jaguars, Texans. let's hit that for a second before we keep this thing rolling here. What a game this was. Jacksonville played good, not great, as per usual. That's kind of been the story of Jacksonville all season long. They've been good, not great. Josh Allen was a beast um, for the Jaguars on the Jaguars D-line. But CJ Stroud, like this dude, even in a loss, like this dude still just earns the respect of not only his teammates, Texans fans, but just fans around the NFL. Like the fact that he didn't play great and Texans didn't play great. But yet, still, he got the ball in his hands with under a minute left, drives them down the field with a, chance to, with a chance to extend the game to overtime. Like, the fact that CJ Stroud in one season, not even a whole season yet, it's been like just over half a season, and he has shown that, just give me the ball in crunch time, and I will make sure that we either win the game or have a chance to tie the game. Like, you know that you can trust me to score with the ball in my hands late in the game. That is clutch, man. For a rookie quarterback to do that, and that is so unlucky for Matt Amendola. Like that was a great kick, just barely hit the middle bar off, and that was it. What a game! But that was a tough, well, tough, cut. tough Dude, loss. No way they crazy. cut him. They no cut way. Him, yeah. Are um, you? S-
1: which I ah.
0: Oh, that's a- okay. The only the only reason I can see that is if Fairbrand's coming back. That's the only way I could see that happening. Because otherwise, I mean, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense otherwise.
1: You know, um, yeah, but, yeah, he he just missed it by a touch. But, did no, this C.J. Stroud thing, uh, I'm telling you, man, I I feel like every week I've just loved him even more and more. And, like, to me, and we talked about it then. I talked about it a lot in that week five game against Atlanta that they lost. But him and Desmond Ritter kind of went, like, C.J. Stroud scored um, on his last drive and then, and then I scored on the other but I was like dude that's his fifth game and he's putting a drive like that together like that is that was my first tell and then it was like he's done that every single week since that where he's had the ball at the end and he made something happen enough to get give them a chance um and they've won most of those games but dude I who would have thought that we would have thought said that this jacksonville Houston game was like probably the second best game of the of the week man to be honest like it was just Uh, I'm really excited. I can't, and I'm taking him over, Trevor Lawrence, to be honest with you.
0: Oh, I think he's been—he's definitely shown more. I mean, we talked about last week too. He's shown more in half a season than Trevor Lawrence has shown in three years so far. Hundred percent, hundred percent, no question. And again, the the Houston Houston Texans being six and five at this point going into December, like just—I I I love it, man. I love it so much. I love it, you know. Mainly, obviously, for if D'Amico wasn't the head coach, I probably wouldn't be. This excited about Houston, but because he's the head coach there, like I love seeing them be in the hunt. The fact he turned this Houston team that was absolute trash for the last several years. In one season, D'Amico has turned this team into a playoff team, even if they don't make the playoffs. The fact that they're even in playoff contention in December, nobody thought that Houston was going to be a playoff contender because I certainly didn't. I knew Houston was going to be good, but no way that I think they're going to be a playoff contender. The fact that D'Amico's done that—if they make the playoffs—I know we're going to have this conversation closer into January, but he—he's my coach of the year, man. Like, there's no way like this Texas team. Nobody thought that they had a shot. If they make the playoffs over Buffalo, like that's a big deal. That's me, and they got a big game against Denver on Sunday. That's going to be a good, good football game. Denver is red hot, and you know what? Sean Payton ain't, ain't going to win coach of the year because boy gave up 70 points early in the season. But I got to tell you, I apologize to Sean Payton. I think we both need to at least apologize to him here because we were lighting this dude up early in the season. What is he doing? And the Broncos finally got it right. It's good to see Russell Wilson back on track, kind of being more himself. The Broncos' story is a cool story as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I...
1: I I I was just really confused at the start though, cause I I mean I didn't think Denver was gonna be good, but I definitely didn't think they were gonna be trash. Um, going, <laughs> so when they were got off to that start, I was just like, what? Like, I knew like I like, I think you were more on the like, has Sean Payton always been trash, right? Yeah. And we're like, you were like kind of like, oh, was Breeze just kind of making Sean Payton, um. But I don't know. I, I never felt like he was trash, but that, that um that start was just really bizarre. I and dude to hold the locker room, keep the locker room, and nobody loses faith in you kind of thing, and you're able to turn it around, especially the way they started the year, that is like that is massive. You,
0: you know what just came to mind B, what this reminds me of is remember when Brian Flores took over for the Dolphins and their first two games of the season they lost like fifty nine to three and the second game, they lost like 45 to six or something. And we're like, what the hell is going on with this Dolphins team? And then like three weeks later, they ripped off like six in a row and they were like six mm-hmm. and seven. I think that's kind of what this reminds me of. It's very similar to that. We're like early in the year, you're like, what the hell is going on here? And then all of a sudden, they something just clicked and they're just playing their hearts out. The only difference here is that Miami team was scrambling to get back to 500 and was close. They were in playoff contention late, but it was a hard chance. Denver is right in the thick of things right now. They are tied for that seven seed right now. And I got to say, Pittsburgh, I know they're seven and four. Their defense is keeping them alive. Same with Cleveland, like both of them, Pittsburgh and Cleveland, their defenses are keeping them afloat right now. But either of those teams could fall flat at any point. And the Broncos now have a head-to-head on Cleveland. So this is not out of the cards yet, man. And the Indies still needs to play Pittsburgh. Denver's playing Houston on Sunday. Like there is so much still to be sorted out in this AFC. It's it's crazy.
1: Yeah, that's why this this win on honestly it was a very surprising one. I didn't think they were gonna beat up on the bounds like that.
0: Uh yeah, yeah. Uh
1: and talking about, you know, those two teams are gonna be in the mix of it towards the end. So having this win is huge. Um that Pittsburgh thing though, um I get they still only put up, like, whatever, 16 points. But their offense did look, like, a lot better um, in the first game without Matt Canada. They just didn't turn it into points. But it felt like they were moving it a lot more. I think they had, like, what um, 421 yards of offense here. So, um, if I'm Pittsburgh, I'm at least, like, a little bit excited about what our offense can do. I know we need, nobody expected them to be 7-4, and four, but, like, I wouldn't – Think I don't think they're going to crash, come back down to earth kind of thing.
0: They're winning in the most Mike Tomlin way possible out there. They're scrappy. They're gritty. They're physical. That's the way Pittsburgh, like they're grimy. That's the way Pittsburgh likes to play. And that's the way they've always been under Mike Tomlin. You look at all their wins be 26, 22, 23, 18, 17 to 10, uh 16 to 10 23 19 20 to 16 24 17 they're all low scoring slugfest and they're yeah. basically rolling the dice here of we're gonna let our defense do their thing we're gonna run the ball with naji and when Najee airs actually come back to life a little bit down the stretch here jalen warren's been balling yeah, they're yeah, trusting yeah, yeah. right they're, they're trusting their dynamic duo and kenny pig they're like kenny just don't turn the ball over. Be a game manager, and let's do this thing, and let's barely win. It doesn't matter. We If we barely win the game, we're still winning the game. And if the Cardinals and Patriots, their next two games, like, those are fairly winnable. And then you got Colts, Bengals, Seahawks, Ravens. That's a tough ending for Pittsburgh. But the Steelers are going to be right there, as per usual. Mike, like, that's another coach, like, coach of the year candidate right there, man. I know Mike Tomlin's been doing it, but... That's another team nobody thought was gonna was gonna be there, and yet here are the Pittsburgh Steelers, seven and four, right in the thick of things once again. I
1: think they're gonna make the playoffs. Um, I think so. And like, and uh, like, like I said, like I think they're actually gonna get better. Um, their offense is gonna look better now. Um, they're just gonna have to start turning them into more points because what I saw on Sunday, like, like I said, they were moving the ball. (laughs) But then you just laid out. Look, Arizona, New England, Indy, Cincinnati. That you're telling me they can't go four and zero right there.
0: Hundred percent they can. Hundred percent they then can.
1: All of a sudden you blink and they're eleven and four.
0: Okay, like, that just that sounds absurd.
1: Crazy, right? Like nobody thinks they're eleven and four good, but they totally could be eleven and four.
0: That's that's kind of insane to think about. I'm not even gonna lie that's that's pretty insane to think about and i think if they do that then yeah you you got to like we got to start talking about mike tomlin of being coach of the year that's that's pretty crazy to even think about but pittsburgh's another team you don't want to play them you don't want to play them their defense is, is is too good you got tj watt and hayward minka like you do not want to play that defense and they are right there and C- cleveland's another one but Cleveland's defense is still really, really, really good, but the offense is kind of struggling. They're getting banged up. So I don't know about the Browns. I think if I had to pick a team to kind of fall back down to earth, might be the Browns. But again, that defense is so good. Probably going to keep them afloat. Rounding out the week 12 scores, the Niners destroyed Seattle 31-13, Cowboys all over the Commanders, 45-10. Dolphins over the Jets, 34-13. Steelers over the Bengals, 16-10. Titans over the Panthers, 17-10. Let's pause right there real quick about the Panthers here, obviously stumbling to an NFL worst 1-10. Frank Reich gets fired after Week 12. They just hired him at the beginning of the year. Carolina is an absolute mess right now. And Frank Reich, it's unfortunate because he got fired from Indy last year. Before the season started, before the season ended, I think it's fired by Carolina. Before the season ended, this is a coach that I think you and I had a lot of respect for, and it's tough to see the way that this has kind of transpired here that he just can't get things right. Yeah, I don't know. I think we were both, uh,
1: I mean, I I admit defeat, I think uh, I've given up, uh, I can't defend him anymore. Like two different coaching jobs, um. And we both thought he was really good. And it's just like he has not gotten any results. And India was like, you know, we kept making excuses like
0: – Because he didn't have a quarterback. Him
1: fi- let him find his guy. Let him find his guy. And, dude, they were still, like, competitive without a quarterback. You yep. know what I mean? So that has to say something about him. Um, and then if you really look at it, like, nobody's winning with this team he has right now. Nobody's winning anything. But 1-9, uh, like – you know, we we want if you're the Carolina Panthers, you're like we gotta be. Bryce Young has not looked as good as we want him to be, um, especially compared to some of these other young guys. So it's like quarterback whisper. You kind of had all these quarterbacks bouncing around all the time. We we gotta get somebody else in here. Uh, but that organization is just a wreck right now.
0: They're a disaster. And I don't know. I, I I've always kind of pointed it to the front office when an organization is like really struggling. And I don't think I I don't think Teppers is the greatest owner. Like the first thing he did when he took over, he fired Ron Rivera. I didn't like that in the beginning. And I know Ron Rivera hasn't been great in Washington, but again, the commanders aren't exactly the greatest organization as a whole either. So firing Ron Rivera, who is probably one of, if not the winningest coach in Carolina, I can't remember. It's either him or John Fox. It's one of them. Ryan Rivera had did a lot of winning, brought that team to a Super Bowl, and you just let him go for whatever reason. You brought in Matt Rule, that was a disaster. You bring in Frank Reich now, disaster. You go out, you try to get Bryce Young, disaster. Like they can't get a quarterback. They trade for Sam Darnold. I they don't know what, a like, lot
1: too. What didn't they trade like
0: a uh, lot for Bryce Young? Yeah. Three
1: picks. No, no, they traded a lot for Bryce Young, but they traded a lot for Sam Darnold. Um. They did that whole Teddy Bridgewater.
0: Bridgewater was another one. Yep. Right. They yep. Did,
1: um They brought Cam Newton back at one point.
0: Which is just like, dumb.
1: Like, their their coach and their quarterback duos is just like, it's like drawn from a deck of 52. Like, it's like, it doesn't make any sense. There's no rhyme or reason to any of it, dude. Like, you talk about that's what makes a good team. It's like they haven't even been able to be competent at either one of those.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like Ron Rivera like never deserved to get fired in the first place. And that's because like I, I loved that Panthers team when he was there with Cam and Keekly, Thomas Davis, all those guys. Like That that was a super, super, super fun team to watch throughout those few years. But I, I didn't think Rivera ever had a chance. And I know Cam, Cam, no question, was regressing at that time. So I get that. But I still would have kept him a little bit longer and maybe then had drafted someone to sit behind him and do that kind of deal. I, I just, I don't know. I saw the way Tepper tore that down and the way they started. I'm like, I don't know where Carolina's going. And outside of like three games with Sam Darnold, like they they haven't looked good ever since, ever since they got rid of Rivera. Like they just, the Panthers have been a disaster ever since that happened. So I don't know what they're going to do. This is going to be a big, big, big time hire. You put all your eggs in the Bryce Ring, but so whoever you're getting has got to be someone who is willing to work. With Bryce Young, and build around Bryce Young, so it's really it's really his team at this point, point. and that's the thing. Going back to Frank Reich, Frank Reich though, when we talked about him in India, it's like we got to find your guy. There's no excuses here because you draft you at the first overall pick to draft your guy, and you still went one and ten. That's the part where I'm like, you you can't really, you know, it's you know, there's there's no excuses. And the Indianapolis Colts, let's be real here, the Colts are doing just as good now without Frank Reich, as they probably would have done with Frank Reich. Like, mm. I feel like they've always been, like, this 6-5, and five, like, kind of team, and and they're still in there, and they're play, in playoff contention.
1: Yeah, and it's like they still have no quarterback. It's the same. It's the exact Minshew. same run. It's the exact same run.
0: Gotta put some respect on Gardner Minshew, man. He's, he's getting it done. He's getting the job done. Yeah, but uh,
1: he's, no, I mean, he's no different than any of the quarterbacks no. right? Frank
0: Reich had. no, no. Not not at all. But again, again, he's 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 getting it done. And that's what I was thinking of the first one. like when Richardson went down, it was it was tough to watch, but I'm like, Minshew's no slouch, man. Like it's he he's gonna go in there and, and fight hard. And Indy, they're right in the thick of things down the stretch. So that's a team, like I said at the top of the episode. Like you know, we talked about Houston, but for God's sakes, I did not see Indy being this good. I had Indy being one of the worst teams in football at the beginning of the year. So that's also a shocker, too. Uh, Falcons beat the Saints 23-15, and the, the Saints just <clears throat> continue to reel. Atlanta moves into first place in the AFC South. Colts over the Bucks 27-20. Giants over the Patriots, 10-7. Broncos over the Browns, 29-12. Rams all over the Cardinals. Kyron Williams went off in this game, uh, 37-14. Chiefs over the Raiders, 31-17. Ravens over the Chargers, 20-10. Bears over the Vikings, 12-10. Any thoughts on any of those other games?
1: Uh, I mean, dude, that, that Chiefs-Raiders game, it looked like the Raiders had them for a second. It
0: did. It did.
1: Um, and then we, we might have had a whole Chiefs conversation again, but um, they picked it up. You no, know, they, they kind of reminded us.
0: Raiders do this all the time. Every time they play KC, we're like, whoa, the Raiders might come out and do it, and then, they've, and then they fall flat. And you're like, okay, the typical Chiefs-Raiders game. Again, and we'll get a rematch of that at Arrowhead on Christmas. I don't know who decided to plan Raiders Chiefs on Christmas, but that's the matchup. And yeah, I'll and, be watching basketball. and then you got Giants Eagles to follow that up. Like, I honestly don't know who planned these Christmas games, but don't worry, the nightcap is Ravens Niners. Now, that is gonna be that should save Christmas that game, hopefully. Um, your week 12 winner, uh. I-
1: I think it's got to be Jalen Hurts um, and the Eagles. I think uh, I've kind of just been waiting and seeing on this team. Like, yeah, they've been winning games, but I want to see something like what I saw this past week where it's like, "Nah, my guy's going toe-to-toe, and he's better than you. Um, And that's what I saw from Jalen Hurts. And it was like he looked like the best player in the league. On Sunday, and we got to see that. We're talking about you being a top two, top three quarterback in the league. Uh, you got to have games like this where you're the best player on Sunday. So, that's a huge win for them.
0: Uh, my Week 12 winner, I'm going to go to the AFC West. I'm going to go to the five. The the winners of five straight, the Denver Broncos, as my Week 12 winner. Um, this was a big one against Cleveland. And I'll, Cleveland, they came in 7-3. and three. They came in pretty good. This defense is really good. Um, and Denver just manhandled them. This defense is playing good ball. Russell Wilson's playing good ball. Broncos go down the field in like the second possession and they score. It's really impressive what they've done. And they keep things rolling. And they got another huge game on Sunday. Um, Denver's my Week 12 winner. I could have gone a, a few ways with this. But I think the Broncos have kind of earned that. Um, they're Week 12 loser.
1: I got the Saints. Uh,
0: oh, oh, yeah. Dude, I mean,
1: this is like... It's just... I didn't expect much from you, but like I expected this. Like you got to win this game. Um, just a such an ugly team, an ugly game, man. <laughs> and now it's like you putting yourself, you're playing around, and you might not even win your division because of this kind
0: of stuff. I would rather see the Falcons or the Baker led Bucks in the pl- in the postseason than the Saints. The Saints offense is so bad. Like, the, I've watched them a few times this season. And it's crazy because you've got Olave and Michael Thomas and, and Alva Kamara. Yeah. Like, a, you have guys. that Taysom Hill, like, you have guys that you have weapons. But Derek Carr, man, like, we knew this conversation was going to come. We talked about it early in the season. And we're like, let's wait till later in the season to have this discussion on Derek Carr. And I haven't seen anything. I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't seen anything from Derek Carr where I'm like, yeah, this dude's the quarterback we thought he was going to be. It's like the Saints team should be so much better than five and six right now. This division is so bad. Like, I wouldn't even say they're bad. They're just average. I think that's the best way to put it because the Buccaneers are not bad. They're just average. Same with the Falcons. They're not a bad team, but they're just, they're average. And the same with the Saints. All three teams are just average. They're not bad, but they're not good. They're just there. And they're going to host the playoff game, which is just, I, I, I don't know. But, but the winner is gonna host the same as last year. The eight and nine Buccaneers hosted a playoff game last year. And guess what? We're gonna run it back this year. Um, but yeah, the Saints are a, a mess, man. My week twelve loser, I hate to do it. I know we talked about it earlier, but Josh Dobbs. Anytime you're gonna throw four interceptions to the Chicago Bears defense and lose 12 to 10, that is ugly. And Josh Dobbs been on a roll right now, but that's a game you got to win. You have gotta win that. You lost a brutal one point loss to Denver the week before. Um, Turning the ball over four times, unacceptable. Josh Dobbs, my Week 12 loser. Um, Let's start in the NFC here for for the playoff standings because we got to talk this Eagles-Niners game when we got to talk it now because this is set up to be an absolutely insane game. I I think you are matching up the two best teams in football right now because when I watch the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm like, who the hell going to stop this team? And then you watch the Niners and you're like, who the hell going to stop this team? Now you pin them against each other. We've been waiting for it to happen. We thought it was going to be in the championship game. Purdy gets knocked out. The Niners don't have a quarterback. They can't throw the ball. It's smoked. Now we finally get to see it. This is it. One-on-one. Eagles-Niners. Here we go. I can't wait.
1: Okay, so I think this is a bigger game for the Niners, to be honest.
0: 100%. Um, Even though
1: I think the Niners are better, uh, I think this is a game they need to win more. Um, The Eagles were in the Super Bowl last year. They just beat, you know, a handful of really good teams already that we already know, we already said. And even if they drop this game, I still think they're going to get the one seed. Um, So for the 49ers, it's like, here's our chance. Um, Let's prove ourselves as the best team. Make up some ground in this, you know, one seed chase. Um, Because they haven't been to, like, this is a new cast. They haven't been there. Um, Eagles were just there last year. They're kind of a little bit more secure for themselves. So I think mean, this is a big, big game for you
0: now. Oh, it's huge. it's It's friggin huge. Like it's not even a question here. Like we know what happened last year and everybody knows that. And you, you didn't have a quarterback. Now there are no excuses, right? Of course, bearing s- something else happens, which I swear to God, I, I hope nothing happens to either team, even Philly man. like I don't want I don't want any BS happening here. I want this to be a fair game. I want this to be a good game. Like I- I'm ready for it, and I can't wait to see what this Niners defense does against this Eagles offense because they're they're hard to beat. And I hate the stupid push push garbage as-, as a lot of us do. But like, here's the deal: the Eagles are freaking good at it. They're they're literally unstoppable at it. So Nobody what a- else can do it? No, no one else can do it, and it's crazy. I-, I can't even believe Buffalo couldn't do it, and they they got they got the quarterback to do it in Josh Allen. But this year, like. The Niners, see, in this Niners D front, who's been insane coming off the bye week with Bosa and Chase Young, Javon Hargrave, and hey, this is a big game for Javon Hargrave going back to Philadelphia. Huge game for him. And you got Eric Armstead in there, too. How can this defensive front stop this potent Eagles offense? And Traverse Ward against A.J. Brown is going to be a crazy matchup as well. I'm more so looking to that. How do you contain Jalen Hurts? Because he is. He is very hard to defend because if you you pressure him, he's gonna run. If you give him time, he's gonna torch you. Jalen Hurts is very hard to contain, and I don't know what the hell Steve Wilkes is gonna come up with, but I think it's ultimately gonna come down to you just gotta you just gotta get stops. You gotta get stops, man. And then they've been doing it. I mean, they destroyed Jacksonville, destroyed Seattle, and beat Tampa pretty good too. Like they've been amazing coming off the bye week. So this is easily their biggest test. And then for the offense. This is almost like Debo, McCaffrey, Kittle. It's like, we've been waiting for this, right? We got embarrassed in the NFC Championship game because we couldn't do anything. We had everybody in the world watching us and we could not do what we want to do and play our normal offense. Well, now you can. And I got to say, I want to see Kyle Shanahan pull some sort of trick out of the hat right now. Like, I want to see him do something crazy. I want to see him pull it out at the right time. I want Purdy to go nuts. Honestly, like this is this is a big game for Brock Purdy. Huge game for Brock Purdy. People are still doubting this kid. If he goes into Philly, goes mano a mano with Jalen Hurts on America's Game of the Week in Philadelphia, everybody needs to shut up about Brock Purdy.
1: He's he dude. I think he's um he's he's uh he's kind of set in stone for you guys. Like I don't think um. It's like I can I'm kind of over the uh, whole wait and see with him. Like it, he's he's your guy for for as long as you know until something catastrophic happens. I think. But um, this game to me is it's all in the trenches, dude. Like
0: 100%. it's gonna
1: be who like you know all that Shanahan and his offense and even the Eagles offense is pretty like it's it's just gonna be who's tougher like. Your D-line or their O-line? Because their O-line got some some tough-ass dudes there. And your D-line is obviously tough as hell. Who's going to just hit harder out of those two? And then same thing if you flip them. Your big boys and Trent Williams or their D-line. Who's going to hit harder on that side? That's all it is. It's going to be the most physical game in the trenches. And that's who's going to win the game. And I think the Eagles – I mean, both teams really pride themselves on being super physical, but I think the Eagles, it's almost like their identity with, you know, being from Philly and all that kind of stuff. Um, so we'll see because that that's – I think it, point blank, that's what it's going to be. Whoever hits harder is going to win this game.
0: 100%. 100% agree with that. And if Spencer Burford is ready to rock, which I think he will be ready to go, this will be the first time since week six that the Niners will have a healthy – offensive line um from beginning to end we've had somebody hurt on the O line since week six so if Burford is ready to go which I think he will we will have our starting five for the first time healthy since week six. That's a big deal. But you're right. That Eagles D line I mean we talk a lot about the Niners D line the Eagles D line no joke either. Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, like they got they got some dogs on that defense too. So it, it it's hundred percent gonna come down to that. It's like this is this is what you want in December I know a lot of people are saying, oh, we want this game right out the gate. I think the NFL schedule makers, I think right now everybody's like, thank you for putting this game in December when it matters because both teams have looked like, arguably, the two best teams of football almost all year bearing the Niners' three-game losing streak. But other than that, this, I think right now, is the two best teams of football right now. And we're going to see them go at it. Now, here's the thing, though, before we move on to the predictions for Week 13. Regardless if the Niners win or lose this game, of course, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be hyped as hell if we beat the Eagles because I hate the Eagles. I'm mean, be hyped as hell. Everyone can shut up now. Eagles won. Niners one, great. However, I think everybody knows this ain't gonna be the last time bearing something crazy happens in the playoffs. If Dallas or Detroit pulls off a huge upset against one of us, I think it's gonna be Philly and San Francisco again. So. The winner of this game cannot get cocky. If the Niners lose this game, the only thing I'm going to be pissed about is, shit, if we play Philly again, we're going to have to go back to the friggin' link. That's the only thing that's going to piss me off. If we win, I'm like, okay, we have a shot. We might still have to go back to the link, but we might have a shot at them coming to us. But either way, it's, we're going to see these dudes again. So let's win this game, make it tied, but don't get too cocky. Because I feel like we might have got a little too cocky, even losing. We're like, oh, we would have won if we were healthy. If Brock Prady was in the game, we would have won. Because now the Eagles hear it. Now we hear it. There's going to be a lot, of, a lot of fighting pregame, probably a lot of jabs. But I think both teams, especially the nine, has got to remember, we might see these dudes again. So if you win, chill out. Don't go crazy. We might see them again in the NFC Championship game. At least that's the way that I'm looking at it. It's like, we're probably going to see these dudes again when it matters. We win this game, who gives a shit? We beat the Rams nine times in a row in the regular season, and we lost the biggest game of the year in the NFC Championship game. Don't get cocked in a regular season, man. That's all I'm going to say about that.
1: Yep. I, I'm with you on that, man. It's – uh, uh, I've, I've seen that happen too many times, man, especially when teams are this, this even. It's like it's hard to beat a team two times in a row in your own division when you're clearly better, right? So oh, yeah. teams <clears throat> are this even, it, it's like impossible to win two times in a row. So um, this doesn't really mean anything in a big scheme of things.
0: 100% this is really just uh you know what should have happened in the nfc championship game last year i think that's kind of where this is at it's like okay you we didn't have a quarterback now you have a quarterback okay now let's see what happens when we go one-on-one on the field. it's, it's still going to be an incredible game like i can't wait for this one i hope it lives up to the bill i hope it lives up to the hype unless the niners smoke them i mean that will make me even more happier Because it just Philly's just so they're so annoying. Like they don't have to be this annoying. Jalen Hurts is at least super humble, unlike Nick Sirianni, who would just yell and scream and jump up and down like a five year old. Like dude, like just chill out, bro. Like just just chill out. He's too much. I don't like Sirianni. He's he's way too much. Good head coach and everything, but he's way too much. Nah, I wanna I wanna shut him up. Put him in his place a little bit. But Jalen Hurts, you never see anything. Do you see his reaction after they tied the game? He was like, I'm business. He was he-
1: that's, I think it's a perfect fire and ice combo they got there.
0: Yeah, that's Sirian,
1: true. Like, uh, you know, you can't have um, both the head coach and the, the quarterback both be like Siriyan. That's just <sighs> you know, too, much, too much emotion. And then you can't have both guys be the other way. It's got to be one's got to be like that, the other one's got to be calm, cool, collected. Kind of like. Brady's the one showing all the emotion. You got Belichick just stone cold on the sideline. So you got to have a little bit of balance.
0: Yeah, that's fact. So the races to keep an eye on heading into December so far in the NFC, if the Niners are able to knock off Philly on Sunday, the race for the number one seed is definitely going to be one to keep an eye on for the month of December. But the wild card race is a little crazy because you got Seattle at six and five, Minnesota at six and five. Green Bay, Rams, Saints, all at five and six. So there was a lot at stake there. I think the Cowboys are pretty much set in stone at eight and three. They are hoping that the Niners are able to knock off Philly because if the Niners knock off Philly, the Cowboys, if they beat Seattle, they're now one game behind first place. So that Sunday night game week 14 is huge if that ends up happening. So a lot to play out in the NFC. And then in the AFC, we talked about it earlier. Indy, Houston, Denver, all at six and five. Buffalo sitting there at six and six. You got Steelers, Browns at seven and four. But the race for the one seed in the AFC going to be nuts. Baltimore nine and three. KC eight and three. Jacksonville eight and three. Miami eight and three. Not every day you have all four division leaders tied with the same record.
1: That's true. That's true. Although I think um, the the. It's not really as crazy as it looks on paper. I think um, the Jags and the Dolphins are, are a step below. Um, and even, I think it's still the Chiefs, the Chiefs' confidence to rule here. But it doesn't feel like, you know, the Jags and Dolphins are as good as 8-3. and three.
0: I agree with that. I, I do agree with that. I think Miami, again, the potential is still there. But, yeah, they haven't really lived up to that. I'll tell you what. Ravens, Dolphins, New Year's Eve, big game. Big game in the AFC. Um, seedings are going to come down to that one. There's going to be a lot at stake in that game. And I think for Miami, that's a huge game for them because they're going to need they need that momentum to beat a contender going into the postseason because if they don't, yeah, we're going to have the same conversation we're having right now when that's, we're not going to take Miami seriously until they beat a big dog and they haven't done that yet. For Baltimore, I've been saying this for the last two, three years about Baltimore, but now they're actually holding the number one seed and they're nine and three. This is the year for Lamar Jackson. It has to. This has got to be the year he finally makes a run, gets to the AFC Championship game, and goes one-on-one with Patrick Mahomes. This has got to be the year to do it. Got to be the year. And it is very crucial for Baltimore, even Jacksonville and Miami, all three of them, this goes for, to get the one seat. You do not want to have KC winning the one seat again, and it ends up being year six of the Arrowhead Invitational again. Make Patrick Mahomes go on the road for the first time in his career in the postseason. I think it's a big deal for Baltimore, Jacksonville, and Miami to try and get that one seed because you want to have Patrick Mahomes go on the road and not have to go to Arrowhead once again for a six year straight.
1: Yeah, I, think, I still think Casey ends up with the one. Um, Ugh, Baltimore, no. Baltimore. Okay, the Rams are solid, whatever. Uh, but so Baltimore and Jacksonville play. Right. That's going to eliminate one of them from the one seed. Mm-hmm. Then Baltimore's got San Fran, and then they got Miami. And then that Pittsburgh week 17, Oof. that's always a 50 50 game, no matter who's who. Right. So Jacksonville, San Fran, Baltimore, and Pitt four weeks in a row. Um, if, if you go two and two in that, you lose the win seed, I think.
0: Yeah. That's a tough, that's a good call. That's a tough, that's a tough way to end the season. That's a, that's a good call there. All uh, right. Let's go Week 13. There night a football big game in the NFC. Geno Smith and the Seahawks look to bounce back. They go to Jerry World to take on Dak and the Cowboys. Who you got?
1: I got the Cowboys 31-20. Seahawks without Kenneth Walker. Uh, I just... It's a lot to ask. And Deron Bland. Fresno State's own. Six pick sixes on the year. Oh, man. I think they keep it rolling.
0: Bland's been unreal. Unreal all year. And Dallas... Seattle is still not, I, I wouldn't call them like one of the threats in the NFC at this point. Like they're a good team. They're not a bad team, but they're not a great team. I got Dallas 24 17. I don't think it's going to be as big as, it, as I think people think it's going to be, but Dallas has shredded a bunch of bad teams. They have not beaten anyone. The game that I'm looking at is that week 14 game, they host Philly. Week 17, they host Detroit. We got a few big games for Dallas Cup. They also go. They also go to Miami as well. But the Dolphins are basically the AFC's version of the Cowboys, basically, yeah. literally. So that game is kind of whatever. But for Dallas, Philly, Detroit still left on their schedule. I still think we have a little bit more. And well, they have to go to Buffalo too. Going to Buffalo in December ain't easy. So Dallas, we're gonna find out about Dallas in in the month of December whether we think. Is this team legit for once, or are they the pretenders we think they are? Big game in the AFC Sunday, early slate, Broncos-Texans.
1: Yeah, that's weird how big of a game it is. Um, I love it. I'm, I'm taking the Texans, man. I can't. Uh, I think this Broncos won. Uh, just, just the one-off, and then they'll come back. But give me the Texans on this one, 24-17.
0: I'm give, I'm going with the Texans, too. I think the Broncos train stops here. Give me the Texans, 31-28 in a shootout. CJ Stroud, do not let that boy get the ball in his hands with under a minute. And I know Sean Payton knows better than that. But I think the Texans get the job done. Big game in the NFC. Lions at the Saints.
1: Oh, my God, dude. I got the Lions in here. If the Lions drop this one, though, and they play really bad in this one, we gotta have a lengthier conversation on Alliance. Um yep. but I yep. think they take care of business here. Uh twenty one fourteen against the Saints.
0: I do too. I know alliance Lions twenty six twenty three. I think it's a closer game than expected. It is at the Superdome. Always a hard place to play. But the Saints, man, like we just talked about it like i i just I cannot get behind this team, so give me the lines by three twenty six twenty three Falcons Jets oh God, will I interest you in Tim boyle Desmond Ritter there's your wacky quarterback matchup of the week
1: I got the falcons in this one uh thirteen ten I think the jets have just kind of given up a little bit.
0: I think it's the opposite. the Falcons beat the saints they're in first place in the NFC South, so the Falcons are going to get it rolling, right nope. Jets defense is going to come out. They're at home. They're going to play hard. Tim Boyle is going to do just barely enough. But, again, it's going to be the Greg Zerline show. So, give me the Jets at home, 16-13. And, once again, the Arthur Smith train just continues to go up and down, up and down. Give me the Jets by three. Dolphins commanders.
1: Dolphins, 31-17. They beat up on these kind of teams. So, keep it rolling for them.
0: Yeah, Commanders are toast. Give me Miami, 34-21. Mike McDaniel going back to Washington. I know he's going to want to put up some points on them. Cardinal Steelers. Uh,
1: Steelers, 21-17. 8-4 uh, Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, I got Pittsburgh at home, too. It's going to be cold. It's going to be cloudy and ugly windy. Like The conditions are probably going to be garbage, but give me Pittsburgh's defense at home, 23-10. to Chargers-Patriots.
1: Take the Chargers in this one. Um, the tank is fully on with the, that missed kick on Sunday. Uh, give me the Chargers, 17-10.
0: That was, so, that was so fitting at the end for them to end up missing that kick. I was like, this that, that was just the Patriots season summed up in one play to lose 10-6, 10-7 back-to-back weeks. It's like, what the hell is going on? I will say this. I'm going to take the Chargers, 23-20. However, if the Chargers go into Foxborough and lose to the Patriots, would I be surprised? No. Not at all. This, for some weird reason, feels like such a Chargers game to lose. So I weirdly feel like it might happen, but I'm going to take the Chargers barely in this game. 23-20. Colts-Titans.
1: Uh, I got the Colts. Um, this is another weird one.
0: 23-20. Colts. This is also a wacky quarterback matchup. Will Levis against Gardner Minshew. Give me Minshew Mania and the Colts 23-17. The Colts go to seven and five. Panthers, Bucks in the late slate on Sunday. Bucks will take care of business here at 28-24. I honestly hope the Bucs actually somehow, some way win this division. Because the, the Falcons kind of bother me. The Saints are just a tough watch. The Bucs are actually decent. Like, Baker's actually not bad. This defense is not bad. But again, the Bucs are just average. They're not a good team. If they were a good team, they would have won this division in their sleep. They don't even have to be great. Just good. But the problem is they're not good. They're just average. But I hope they somehow find a way to win this division. Because I think they're, they would be more competent than the Falcons or the Saints in a wild-card matchup. Give me the Bucks 26-16. Browns at the Rams. This could be a weird one.
1: Yeah, I think both teams really need a, need this win, too. Um, Rams got to stay in the mix here. I'm going to take the Rams, uh, 21-17. Um, yeah, I think the, the Browns start to fall off a little bit.
0: McVay just keeps fighting, and I'm going to say this right now. I don't want to see the Rams take on the Niners in a wild card matchup because if they sneak in at seven and the Niners are at two, oh god, I would rather not see Sean McVay in the postseason. Please not. I hope, I hope the Rams lose, but I think the Rams keep fighting on here. I think the Rams over the Browns, twenty to seventeen, which brings us to the game. Niners, Eagles. Here we go. I got Philly. I got
1: Philly oh, boo. 31. And, I don't know. I think they're just too hot right now. 34-31 um, Philly. I've
0: never been more disappointed and disgusted on this podcast. Uh, of course I'm going with the Niners. What the hell? <laughs> Who the hell thinks we're going to take Philly in this game? Niners, 28-24. That's it. I don't want to hear this anymore. And I'm not going to come on here next week and be like, oh, we beat Philly. The only thing I'm going to say is, ha, we finally beat you so you guys can shut up now and all this nonsense. But like I said before, we still are probably going to have to play them again. But no, I want to shut shut these guys up. They're annoying. Seriana keeps talking. This Eagles fans keep talking. It's Hassan Reddick. Oh, God. And they honestly give me the ick, this team. Give me the Niners, 28-24. Chiefs-Packers Sunday night at Lambeau. Chiefs. Um, I
1: don't think the Packers are, are... Unless somehow, you know, they just... Got that magic power on the Chiefs turned to have a pretty bad game, but I got the Chiefs in this one. Take care of business. 31-14.
0: Really? I th- I think the the Chiefs take care of business too, but I think it's a little closer than that. Give me the Chiefs 24-21. I think out Lambo in the elements, prime time. Packers will fight hard. Like the Chiefs haven't really done anything, really, like they've blown anyone away right now. So yeah, I still I still think the Chiefs, I agree with you. I think they're the team to beat in the AFC. Um, but I don't think they win this game handily. Give me the Chiefs by three. Monday night, Bengals-Jags. Uh,
1: this would have been a good game. Facts. So, um, give me the Jags uh, 24-21. Uh, I think the Bengals still hang around in this, though.
0: I think the Bengals will hang around for a bit, but they just I, I can't really see them doing much. Give me the Jaguars at home, 26 17. Yeah, this is the, the what if bowl. If Joe Burrow was healthy in this game, oof, this would have been a good one on Monday night, but he's not. So yeah, I'll take the Jaguars in that one. You got a lot of teams on a bye week this late in the season. Ravens, Bills, Bears, Raiders, Vikings, Giants, all on a bye week. Final thoughts, B.
1: That's some good teams too. Some some major fantasy guys in some of those teams.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, facts. Well, should be a good one. Big game, and I'm hoping the Niners are able to get this done. Should be a huge game at 425 on Sunday between the Niners and the Eagles. But some other big games, Broncos, Texans, Lions, Saints, Seahawks, Cowboys. A lot of good games on the slate. Enjoy another game or another week of football, rather. Um, Not much going on in the NBA world right now, is there? Oh, I guess we got the, we got yeah. the, the, the in-season tournament next week. Yeah, quarter Quarterfinals. Quarter, oh, yeah, let's go. Yeah,
1: Um. so... Guess we'll get on, uh, talk about some of that seeding and uh, some matchups and that next week.
0: I, I, it, it is hard to get motivated to even talk about that. <laughs> I'm, not even, I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like, I don't, I don't even know who's in it. Like, who's even, who's even in it right now? Like, I actually well, don't they, even
1: know. They're, they're playing for it, they've been playing for it all season so far. So, uh, every Tuesdays and Fridays, they have so like, tonight... a dynamic game. Yeah, so the Celtics right now are playing an in-season tournament game against the Chicago Bulls, um, and there's been some controversy with all this because uh, there's there's point differential matters in this. So oh teams my God. are up 20 and like still scoring, and players are getting pissed at them, and there's getting some getting some beefs in here. Like DeRozan got ejected the other day. Oh God. Uh, I who they're playing against? But yeah, like I think it was against. The Raptors actually, yeah, it was against the Raptors. Yes, the Raptors yes, it was. Took an extra shot, and then DeRozan got pissed. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know how I feel about it. Who knows? So hopefully, hopefully, the actual tournament style kind of is a little fun, but this has not been it so far.
0: Yeah. So the Lakers are through at four and zero. The Pelicans are in the lead at three and one. The Kings are in the lead at three and one. The Pacers are through at four and zero. The Bucks are unbeaten. The Magic are sitting at three and one. So I don't know. This could be this could be an opportunity for some teams who probably aren't going to make much noise in the playoffs. You know, get a get get an opportunity. It's uh to go out there and ball on a I guess a big stage, but I, don't, I guess we'll find out. We'll talk more about that next week. But that's a wrap for this episode of Ball Around. Don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more sports news and analysis. And we'll see y'all next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Baller Island. Keep it locked and stay tuned. We got a lot more sports content coming your way. And don't forget to give Baller Island a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more sports news and analysis.